gets dark around here early Because of all the crows What they want and where they came from No one really knows Crows are sour and surly With reason I suppose There are Hello and welcome back to Enter the Asylum. I'm your pod person host, Benjamin. I don't have a pun, but uh, this is a true return to form for us. I am John. Yeah, it's been a, it's been a minute since we did a podcast. <laughs> it's been a hot minute, uh, but we are roaring back in, man. This what was a, movie. a as so Transmorphers almost felt like a Lake Scott film, but it missed some of his key characteristics. It's it's a it was a weak Lay Scott film. Let's it put felt, it. Like yeah, it felt that. like the sci-fi version of Dragon. <laughs> yes. Um, but this movie, uh, the last this this is the last this is actually yeah, the, the last. He Lay didn't Scott direct film, this one. Right? But he wrote it. But it felt like he directed I mean, it too, though. It's weird. His touch is all over this thing. Um. Yeah, my God. Um, the strange thing is, I don't really see him we... talk about this film much, like at all. It's weird because it is like, yeah, I mean, this is the one of the most Lay Scott films. Like the, the Scott is intense mm. with this one, but it's so despicable in like it, it. It is a crime what this movie is trying to do to such a beloved classic like Invasion of the Body Snatchers. Speaking of which, I don't think we've actually said the title of Invasion this movie Invasion of yet. the Pod People. The Pod People. Pod People. It's a really confusing title because obviously it's aping off Invasion of the Body Snatchers, classic horror And this movie, was directly but... uh, trying to rip off the 2007 film The Invasion, which was a Body Snatchers film that came out. But... But like any of these films, it, they come out before the thing they're ripping off of comes out. So they're actually ripping off of something much mm. older, but they're just trying to time it so that it comes out as like some big Hollywood thing. Because uh, this is clearly ripping off the 1970s invasion of the Body Snatchers. Um but what's confusing about that title is I hear Invasion of the Pod People, and what I think of <laughs> is the classic Mystery Science Theater episode, Pod People, um, which is, of course, the, the famous um, idiot control now, uh, Trumpy, you know, that, that the really, really fun uh, uh, movie. Um, yeah. It's, it's weird. I'm not sure why they went with Pod People and not... Cause they, I mean... Well, is is body snatchers a copyrighted like term? I assume it is. It, I mean, they can't call it invasion of the body snatchers. And to be fair, the aliens in invasion of the body snatchers are pod people, which is what makes pod people confusing because the aliens and pod people are not pod people because they are hatched from eggs rather than mm. pods. Um, yeah, Trumpy is born of an omelet, as uh, as as the <laughs> Mystery Science Theater guys said. Uh, Shall we get into this film then? I guess. Absolutely. Um, so this film starts off with pretty much. This is a long. It's, it's been a long time since I've been eager yeah. to get into an asylum film. This film starts off pretty here. much the exact same way that Transmorphers does, which is weird. 
It's a space scene with a bunch of pods leaving a planet. I think it's literally reused CGI <laughs> from Transmorphers. I think it's literally the exact same shots, but with, instead of the little space balls, the um, not space balls, but little space metal balls floating through space, it's like CGI yeah. asteroids. Pods, if you will. Um, you have you ever seen Invasion of the Body Snatchers? The no, I mean I know the whole plot, and it's been riffed on so often. It's kind of you know, of it's course. very classic. But sort I will of say, story in terms of what it's trying but to I, give. But I, but I will say the funny thing is, is that we we watch this and we're like, oh, it's 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 reused CGI from Transmorphers. But the 1970s Invasion of the Body Snatchers does start with a very similar shot of space and it's spores mm. floating through space it's actually quite artistic actually it's it's actually a really cool idea it's like it's these it, it literally just looks like spores and they're just drifting through space and so it really it really drives home the idea that, like this is a plant-like alien um that um that lands upon earth uh, but in this movie they just look like Asteroid yeah, seeds. it even crash into California. We see L.A. Oh yeah, it's it's set in L.A. We got a lot of shots of establishing shots of Hollywood Boulevard, and we see these this little asteroid shower. She's watching TV, and the it, the asteroid shower hits Monterey, yeah. right? And she walks. This our main character's name, Melissa. She walks out of her house. She looks up. The meters are falling. She's like, uh, okay, huh. Get 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 used to that. She was like, oh, it's just a blank expression on her face. What I liked about the TV broadcasts of like an asteroid, a meteor shower has hit Monterey, um, is that um, it, it says uh, there's just a, a shot of a house on fire, <laughs> and it says, and it says on the the text on the bottom says Governor MIA. Mm. Yeah, like, the it's governor like of a, California is it's MIA. It's like a horrifying which accident. I don't... It's, it's, like it's horrifying though because it's a huge natural disaster. Because she looks in the sky and it's pretty much the whole sky is covered with meteors. So you'd think this be a it's, huge it's, deal, but it's not. It's but they're just. But I guess they're just burning up in the atmosphere over L.A. But apparently they destroyed Monterey. What's funny about the uh, the 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 little the the TV uh, the newscast about like the Monterey is that is it, at one point you hear scientists are baffled and it's like what's there to be baffled? Well, you about? see, uh, John, a meteor, a meteor is a it's like a moon. Oh, fu- it's like a small planet. <laughs> it's like a small planet. It's just like, what's there to be baffled about? An asteroid hit Monterey. It seems, seems pretty straightforward to me. But I just thought we were to say Governor MIA because I'm like, I don't think that's the terminology news people would use to um, to describe no. the governor being dead, <laughs> evidently. Uh, um, she's, anyway, yeah, she's looking at no, the meters. Then we suddenly cut to a, a wacky-ass sex scene. You're like, well, thank God. Well, we got a lot of, we got a lot of establishing shots of Hollywood mm. Boulevard. Yeah, and man, there's some Birdemic too establishing I, shots. I was just <laughs> gonna say that. Holy fuck, man! This movie all throughout gave me serious. Birdemic and it's great because uh, I visit L.A. during the summer, and it's nice actually to finally see these locations and like, oh, I've been there in real life. And you did get, go past Asylum mm. Studios, even though we didn't really we didn't stop to see it, but we did go past it. It's as uninteresting as you can imagine it to be. It's a warehouse <laughs> with no sign. Um, um, but yeah, w- wacky ass sex scene. He's uh, pressing her up against the big plate. It's so window. awkward too. <laughs> it's it's mm. a, such a poorly choreographed scene. 
Uh, we then cut to the next day. She's sort of complaining about it, I guess. We don't really know any, what the what the reason I think is. I, I wrote down what she says. Like she's like waking up uh, in bed with him, and the phone's ringing, and she gets up and goes like, "Oh, I'm gonna be in so much trouble. Didn't you hear my phone ringing?" She says that as if he's the one who's been keeping her in bed. I, <laughs> I mean, they both seem to w- woken but, up at the same time. That's the thing. It's like she wakes up and then, but she's like, "Oh, didn't you hear my phone ring?" So she rushes out. She gets in her car and then she's driving to work. And then she looks at the window and we see Lake Scott out there. Lake He's Scott, out there. there Lake Scott sort of look looks around. He's like, oh, she's like, "Oh shit, it's Lake Scott." Well, she has no reaction. She has no visible reaction. But she looks at him like, "Oh, there he is. He's just standing there." And this is a completely pointless shot. The the we'll yeah. see him later, and that's the one that's significant. But this instance of Lay Scott is it's, utterly pointless. It's funny because it's really like this this cameo right sort of thing is only really just for us because when we see Lay Scott, we know what it means. But we a lot of people means. watching this but film there aren't, is... aren't going to get that sort of deep reference of seeing Lay Scott there, the sort of God. But there death, will be the devil himself right there. You know, it's a metaphor. But the hilarious. There he is. But the hilarious thing is that is there is a purpose to seeing him mm. on the sidewalk later yeah. in the movie. But at this time in the movie, at the start, there's no reason for that shot. I think it's literally it's just like we they ran out of footage and they were like, just throw in whatever to pad out the running time. Uh, she, she then arrives at work and everyone's incredibly very weird and awkward. She's uh, She works at a or talent agency. It's never really explained but they, what it is. But the, it's it's like a talent. It's never really laid out clearly, but it's like a talent agency. They're trying to represent mm. models. You you would have already assumed everyone's become a pot person of how they act. Uh. Boy, people in L.A. sure are fake. <laughs> uh, uh, they, they, they go to a board meeting. Uh, <laughs> they go to a board meeting. Uh, everyone's angry. Why, I, I was actually, I was, I was, I thought of that within the first like five seconds of seeing the establishing shot of LA, and then I was really, really disappointed that no one actually said that at any point during. It's too on the nose, for Lake Scott. Uh, oh, 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 is it? <laughs> That's too on oh, the nose. Is it now? Oh, really? Uh, so yeah, she goes to a board meeting. They're like, they're trying to get some sort of client who is this big star, it's- I guess. Oh, it's definitely not. It's not a board meeting. A board meeting. Okay, would be sorry, like sorry. The There's boards. all sitting in chairs in a in a brown room. It's it's a it's a it's a it's a staff meeting, and the boss is this uh, screaming guy. He He's like bald. he like uh, vacillates between uh, um, just normal speech and uh, <laughs> Emma Turner Michaels is our client. It turns uh, out this client is uh, none other than Shaley Scott. Uh, of course. Oh shit! That's yeah. That's who it is. Oh, you're right. I didn't recognize her. Oh shit. And this is her last okay. role, yeah. obviously, and uh, of the asylum uh, of course. as well. They're all gone after this. Yeah, it's it's gonna be sad no longer seeing the Jeff Denton or uh, Rhett Gills. Oh, it's gonna be so, so sad. sad. Yes. What we're gonna do about their brilliant acting, John? I'm sure the asylum will have other um, dead-eyed uh, <laughs> actors to to. Uh, but will they have the same somewhere? deadpan accent for all their films, John? Um. Oh, yes. I only, if only, if only we can wish, John. Anyway, so um, what was her name? The Sharon Scott. Scott. 
Shaley Scott. Uh, Shaley Scott plays this character who's like a a, a model uh, diva, basically. Believes like, her. She, like, yeah, she believes she she's smacks, a big hot shot. She she yeah she like smacks a makeup artist and whatnot to show that she's like a bitch and that kind of stuff. So, you know, Lay Scott writes really um, sympathetic roles for his girlfriend. Mm. Yeah, it's it's uh, continues to be weird and creepy and awful. Mm. Mm. Um. So then we cut to a, a, some, a random woman that also works there. She's some sort of, like, I don't know, HR person, maybe? Doesn't. She's a manager of some sort. And then she's apologizing know. to Melissa, who's our main character, of course, um, about something or somewhat. And then she's like, give this person this plant. And then the plant is like a it's a knob of ginger in a plot pot plant. And it's, this was oh this was the first it's time a, it's I was a ginger like, root. Like, what? It's a, a it's pot? it's is a piece a of ginger. ginger. It's okay, so the plant that that the pod people are harvested from is a mm-hmm. piece of ginger shoved into a yeah. house pot. Uh, Melissa's like, What is that a I would cactus? love it. I was like, What? Oh uh, my god. It's so it's hilarious. It's fucking hilarious. She pulls it out and they're like, "What is that? That's weird. That's weird looking." It's like it's ginger. It's ginger. You shoved a piece of ginger root into a pot. It's ginger. It's clearly ginger root. It, it's amazing. It's it. Yeah. Also, like, everything about... Also, their office is really weird. It's, like, there's, like, these giant, like, air mm. ducts, like, right overhead. It's clearly, like, an attic. Clearly, they just used an yeah. attic yeah, for the bizarre, office Yeah, it's bizarre, because there's pipes, we're... and it's, like, a really short ceiling. It's super bizarre. Yes, and it's, and it, and the ceiling's at, like, a, an angle, uh, um, so it's, like, the attic of, like, an, like a... Like a uh, like a building with a slanted roof basically um it's probably someone's mm. house frankly um but like yeah this is some like birdemic level set design where they're just kind of like slapping like a piece of paper or, over, or, like, a, or a, a ginger in a pot or ginger in a pot except birdemic i i don't i can't think of anything in birdemic that was that <laughs> hilarious when it came to the set design than a piece of ginger it's confusing into because... a house pot that is the primary like 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 plot oriented uh prop in the movie you see it over and over and since over since we know again. the premise of this film just by the title it's pretty obvious to know that the woman is obviously a pot person and it, it yes, really brings, yes, brings a sort of confusion is why is she like asking Melissa to give the plant to another person when she, that person can just do it herself? Yeah. Because even though the pod people have this weird sort of like desire to be really touchy and connected to everyone, you'd assume she wouldn't have a third party do it for her. Um, but it doesn't I matter. But, so, you know. so, so like the, the uh, Melissa and her like I don't guess her best friend in the office. What was her name? Kathy yeah, or something? sure, whatever. But um, the oh, best yeah, friend I mean, character. I couldn't even, I couldn't even remember Melissa's name honestly. But um, but they're talking. They're like, what? Like this, like this plant's like weird. And and um, the other person says, um, oh, I think it's just some like trendy like. Oh, plant first of all, like, first of like all, it's some weird Japanese Chinese or Japanese or... shit. Is what they say. It's some weird Chinese or Japanese shit. It's like fucking ginger, like that. <laughs> what the fuck? And and then Melissa and then Melissa goes extremely smugly goes. If it's feng shui, it would have to be Chinese. 
and the person's just like whatever and i mean i was on her side when she said whatever because she's like because melissa's so fucking smug when she says that i was just like shut up you smug nerd (laughs) fucking dork like i should be on your side for knowing like the difference between various asian cultures but shut the fuck up um so she gives the ginger away uh the person she's giving to also doesn't know what ginger is uh, so uh, that helps yeah, out. She's water. She's water. Yeah, they can cut to the girl. She's just for dumping water from a pitcher onto the ginger, and it's the funniest fucking thing she's ever. She's watering it like a house plant. <laughs> it's so It's like I'm confused why they picked ginger because there's so many other weird exotic things they could have picked. There are things that actually look exotic yeah. that they could have picked. You know, like they. Could I guess have, it's, like, I guess ginger's I, really cheap, right? They could they could have bought a bunch of sort of like guavas or something like that, some sort of pod shaped thing, you know. It's it's fucking L.A. You have access to like all kinds of like novel produce here. Ginger is in every fucking yeah. grocery store in the country. Like, for God's sakes! Or you could have used something that was an actual prop and not something you buy at the grocery store. Like you could have created something. That looked really exotic. But that would have taken So, wrong. and then it turns out, I think this is Shaylee Scott as well, who got the ginger, right? Yeah. Because yeah, then, so, yes. so she's in her house, and then she's, like, angry about something or other, you know, being sort of a diva. She's, uh, she's looking into, uh, she goes to her bathroom, and she's looking in the mirror. There's a long shelf of brushing her teeth. And see, she's looking to a mirror. She's looking to a oh. mirror, do you see? Do you see there's like Ooh. like there's two of them? See there's like it's That's it's symbolic. Deep, Ooh, see? See? Uh, see? We see we get see? we get see, this who quick... says Lay Scott can't. <laughs> we get this quick cut of this weird fleshy pod thing. That's never really explained, which you're supposed to assume it's the po- inside the pod, I guess. So this this does not make any sense to me. So We never see the ginger grow into a pod or someone bursting out of, of the ginger. Yeah, we just get these weird sort of, like, shots of, like, a tarp being pulled off of someone, and it looks all sort of, like, fleshy and, and such. But to compa- compare it to Invasion of the Body Snatchers, the way those things reproduce is the plant subsume like, like takes a person and cocoons them in a pod and then produces mm. their double while it devours the original person. Yeah, this, this is a movie, weird. I guess all the all that has all that has to happen is you have to touch the ginger and, root, and then it just kind of just creates a body double. And the body double for some reason has to murder really... the Rinagel for some some reason. It's never explained. Right? And yes, and and that and that's what happens here. The it's weird because they're constant. I don't know if the other uh, the body snatcher films I think, have I think the same the, uh... dialogue, but are are the. Uh, Alternate people constantly trying to convince the other, the the real people that it's like if we're the best. Um, that does happen in some films, but I don't think it happens in Invasion of the Body Snatchers. There, there's a little bit of that Invasion of the Body Snatchers, but not a lot. It's just it's like they're they're usually just mm. on the run, basically. I think they capture one and they get him to talk about like what what it is that they do. But um, like they describe like like traveling space, uh, in, like sure. a spores, um, and from planet to planet. But it's yeah, the, it's 
it, there's a there's a only a little bit of that, but I mean it's pretty it is fairly common in the body snatcher genre. It's con- it's confusing mainly because it's like convincing someone to say like you'll be so at peace once we once you be, once you touch the plant, you know. Well, we're 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 yeah. away from that though. I mean, this is this is just the body double emerges and just chokes and the original them. girl, and we're only fifteen minutes in. We're only 15 minutes in with this happens, and we've already had yeah. a body double scene. It, it does it, like, again. It again, kind of ruins the flow of the film a little bit. Uh, it, uh, I've said it before, but I'll say it again. When Asylum does horror films, they always do the cinematic equivalent of yeah. premature ejaculation. <laughs> they just can't help themselves, but just get right to the big twist, as if it's like, "Oh, you know where this is going, so we'll just out with it." Um, Compare that to Invasion of the... I mean, it feels insulting to compare it to Invasion of the Body Snatchers. But, like, that movie is masterful in how it builds up the suspense. Like, even if you know yeah. that, like, you know, like, there's, like, body doubles... More importantly, like, the characters around, don't know. And that's, re- that's really what sort of builds the drama. The characters don't know, but also it's like there's a real sense of unease and uncertainty from on the the audience, and so that's not revealed until maybe about like halfway through the movie, where it's like, oh shit, they're replicas, they're they're fake. Um, you know, that's not like full out revealed for a while, but you have this like just very suspenseful build up where just everything just feels a little bit off but you can't quite put your finger on it. something that i found really funny is that uh when she's like worried that the pod person's in her house or whatever she calls 911 but it's like 911 i think someone's in my house how do you know my she name doesn't even say 911 she doesn't even say 911 she like she dials the phone and she goes i think someone's in my house and then long pause how do you know and my this name? is like a really major point they never really address again is so mm. most I, correct me if I'm wrong, but a lot of body snatcher films take place in a small town. Uh, not Invasion of Body Snatchers. That takes place okay. in San Francisco. Because I feel like that is a really big deal. <laughs> I mean, I mean the the implication, uh, uh, this is carrying over from Invasion of Body Snatchers, but I think there is a hive mm. mind in in that movie and i think that's what they're expressing here and i think one of the characters in this movie more or less says that that they have a hive mind she's just like we are one or this, something this, like right, that i'm just confused right because this is la but it's that they make the film such a small scale compared to what the greater world is going to be looking like yes no it's it's because they only had like oh, yeah. six people like they have a cast of six, and they're on a very, very, very tight budget. Uh, after this death and uh, you know transformation or whatever, we then suddenly cut to another uh, exciting sex scene. Oh wait! Before that, after the oh, body double, I forgot roar. about this. After the body double, <laughs> yeah, the big dumb roar. The body double kills the original, roar. and then roars <laughs> like a lion. Which I'm guessing is like a reference to like Invasion of Body Snatchers, where the like the 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 pod people scream when they see someone, but um, that who's it's still like very a, dumb. A, a, and they a never human. do it again. But it's like, but that's well, they don't ever do it again. But also, it's stupid because Invasion of Body Snatchers, the pod people scream has a purpose. It's to alert the other pod people that like a human is here. And in this person, in this movie, it's just the the pod person roars. Just because, like, yeah, it's cool. so cool, dude. 
It's like it's like it's like feral and sexual. It's so fucking stupid. Oh, speaking of sexual. Yeah, we get an air sex scene with Melissa and her boyfriend, um, who's pretty like much a non-character too. He's fucking nothing. <laughs> uh, he he's like. There's like some really weird implications that he's probably cheating on her, possibly. He clearly has a wife, and she is like, like, cause like after they have sex, like she goes like, you know, we've been dating for six months, but I only see you like once a week. What if I come meet you, you know? And then she's like, she basically begs him, like, I won't get in your way. Like you supposed to do like, you know, Rook. I could just, you know, like come by, you know, like I could, I could like shop and then come by your office when you get off Rook. And he's like, no, no, that's don't, don't, don't worry about it. It's, it's, it's. I think he says like, it's over in Santa Monica. It's all the way across town. You don't want to have to like drive that. <laughs> yeah, okay. Like you know, it's. <laughs> I mean, some LA people do be like that, <laughs> but, um, uh, but, um, but, it, but it's like, it's so fucking obvious that's like, oh, he's yeah. married, he's married and you're his mistress. Like, that's really fucking obvious. And this woman is a complete dunce for not realizing it. Uh, I don't know. She's just confused. All right. You know, she's really, She's young. She's naive. She doesn't know anything. Boy, is she naive. Uh, <laughs> Boy, is she naive. Uh, we then cut to the moon. And our Mar- and uh, Melissa's just sort of walking alone in her house. I guess it's her house. Probably. Where else would it uh, be? Suddenly, Lake Scott with a gun shows up. He's just there. He's a burglar. <laughs> Lake Scott has a gun. He, he take, points the gun at her head, threatening her. And he's like... Yeah. I need to warn you about the pod people, you know, with the gun still I need to, to warn your you head. about they they look like us. They could look like anyone. Uh, but but my wife, she's she's not my I wife. I killed her, you know. Does he say he I killed her? I guess not, but then they imply it later. We find yeah. th- we find that out later. We find that out like, later. <laughs> what like Scott, why do you need the gun to do this? Uh he's He's lost and more it. importantly, then, is this where Lake it... Scott was let go from the asylum as they start walking around with a gun and pointing it at people, questioning them? <laughs> he was getting like method acting <laughs> and like, you know, like doing this off the set. And it was just like, you cut that shit out right now. Lake Scott, please stop pointing uh, your real gun at people. Lake Scott, stop. Lake Scott, don't do it with me either. Lake, uh, Lake Scott. Oh, like, oh Scott, Scott, you killed Scott. Oh, Scott. That guy was not a pod oh. person, Scott. But the fun, so the funny thing is like he has that rant that that rambling incoherent rant and then um he what does he do he uh what he does he say a big dumb he, rant, and then he's like he gets a big dumb rant and then he's like it's like I'm gonna I'm yeah, gonna yeah, fix I'm this, gonna fix this. I'm, I'm gonna, gonna fix, fix this. this and then he puts the gun in his mouth and shoots himself Which makes uh, the final leg Scott kill <laughs> yeah he's dead. Again, yeah, I, mean, I what he's I think he's only not died in one of his films. But this time he, but this time he's actually dead. dead. Yeah, <laughs> another reason why he's, he's not in the film. And so he's proper dead. <sighs> too to good us method now. acting there. He method acted too hard. But why did he shoot himself? Why I don't man because he's crazy. Cause like he's, 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 he he's but he's building it up like it's like you and me we're gonna go stop the pod people like I I we're we're gonna we're gonna stop them and then he and he blows his own head out. <laughs> I really don't know. Well, maybe it's because might be one reason. Cause so 
we then after this happens we immediately cut to the next day she's driving her car and she sees like scott outside again and it's pretty much it's pretty much the exact same shot it's the same shot it's the beginning of the the film and maybe he was trying to help melissa out by killing himself so then she knows that like scott's a pod person maybe oh oh it's a completely crazy (laughs) asshole thing to do My favorite thing about that shot of of the pod person, pod lace got, um, lace lay lay pot um, lay on pot, the uh, yeah. on the sidewalk there is that a bus passes in front of him while she's looking, and then the bus go bus passes by and oh. he's gone. <laughs> it's like, well, but we why? The ginger disappear but, too. As this well, does, which is it this, doesn't, this make any doesn't sense, like what does the ginger grow legs? <laughs> Fucking yeah. stupid. Well, yeah, Dumb. Also, uh, yeah, stupid. <laughs> uh, she then enters a random store to go buy a gun. Oh yeah, it's and like I'm just like, why not just take Lake Scott's shop. gun? Because he he's dead. What? More importantly, oh, that's right. Well, maybe the po- well maybe the police confiscated. Well, it more for importantly, evidence, but, we never address um, the fact what happens. What did she call the cops? Says, "Hey, a guy went to my house and shot himself." And she's completely unfazed by it. She's just sort of like like she makes no did reference to it. Like she should somewhere? be like. Tr- she should be yeah. traumatized by this. Well, she definitely called the police because the detective shows up mm. later on and refers to this case. But, like, she should be traumatized by this. And she shows absolutely... I guess she does buy a gun. Like, so, you know... No affect. But that's it. But that's it. Like, emotionally, she is as blank and dead I like as it. ever. Like, she is she is the most alien yeah. of anything in this What's movie. What's funny is this also gets uh, some really great Lake Scott uh, gun masturbation stuff here with him oh, yeah. explaining what oh, yeah, the, the gun the, is. The, pawn, the pawn shop owner the pawn shop owner is being like, well, and that, like, she, like he's like, well, you could fit this one in your purse. And she's like, well, I don't really want to carry it with me. I just want to have it at home. And he's like, well, in that case, you should get a shotgun. He's like this, like, old prospector-looking man. He's got a crazy This is white, the M16. Beard, Many police officers use this one. It's not an M16. It's it's a, it's a, it's a pistol. <laughs> um, but he's like, well, in that case, you should get a shotgun. It shoots in four directions, north, south, east, west. And I have no, I, I do not get that joke whatsoever. If if this is like a, some old joke that like you know like I it, I, I don't understand, then like you can email us and explain it to me. I do not get this joke whatsoever. Um, but what what I found really funny is like the music when she goes into the pawn shop is this sort of like tinkly yeah. like mystical sounding music. Like it's a magical pawn shop. You know what's weird? We never see her use the gun ever in this film. Yeah, yes, when? we do. Yes, we do. Uh, her boyfriend. Well, actually, does the boyfriend doesn't the boyfriend scene happen after the boss guy? Oh, yeah, she might have gotten the gun from him. <laughs> I'm not sure she ever uses his gun. Uh, that's a good point. Yeah, she might have gotten his gun. But um, so anyway, we're skipping yeah, way don't ahead, worry about but it. but. Yeah, you're right. She might not have used that gun, but but maybe. Does it's not important. It's the grand scheme of there's the plot because gun. there's a more there's multiple guns. It does in not matter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, we then cut to her and her friend. They're eating some like Chinese or Japanese shit. I don't know what that is. Some weird some weird stuff <laughs> it's, in a it's, box. It's, 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 it's this uh, chicken. Yeah, I, I think she says. 
some sort of so cactus yes, or chicken. something. It's ca- yeah, yes, it's it's kung pao chicken. <laughs> yes, that is what you're some eating. Some sort of orange it's weird. The most fucking stuff. Americanized Chinese food ever. Um, yeah, her friend mentions like, oh, your boyfriend might be cheating on you. You know, it's possible. It's so obviously <laughs> happening. I'm not sure why they had this sort of side dialogue because it's not. It's really not. Important it's not that either. her boyfriend is cheating on her. It's that her boyfriend is cheating on someone yeah. else with her. That's what's going on. Obviously. We then cut to another girl who works at the office. Uh, she's just sort of sniffing cocaine of hundred dollars of bills by she's, herself. Yep, she's snorting cocaine. She's got a ginger plant. She picks it up, and then there's a um, the sound of thunder. Well, can we discuss how sad it is she... using $100 bills to sniff cocaine by yourself? That it's is pretty, pretty tragic. Sad, yeah. I didn't think about that. She's having her own <laughs> cocaine party. That's pretty sad. <laughs> She's having a solo, solo cocaine That's rough, man. Binge. I mean, it's not, you know, sometimes it's not I'm rich, fun okay? To be I'm rich, okay? I'm so much money, and look at all this cocaine. I'm sniffing a $100 bills. I'm just I'm, so rich. I'm in LA. I'm so successful. Uh, 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 um, but what I like is that, like, she sort of, like, picks up the ginger plant and examines it for a bit, and then you hear uh, thunder, like, from a thunderstorm, but she, like, flinches from the plant and, like, holds it, like, away from her as if it was the mm. plant that it made might the have. sound. Who knows? Presumably she becomes a pod person after this because we don't actually see it. There's also a lot of transition shots of like the show Thunderstorms mm. for some reason because this is because oh, yeah. it's L.A. You know that's what we're <laughs> known for is rain. Uh, we then cut now back to Melissa. She's back at work uh, when this sort of FBI detective guy just oh he's just an LAPD sure. detective. He's questioning about like Scott uh, and his wife who he murdered. Have you seen his films? <laughs> what you, you, you think, think I'm involved in, to his in, disappearance in, in, in this Scott movie? Guy? I don't even know who that is. We think there might I've be clues to his seen disappearance in his film movies. <laughs> They're very good. <laughs> um, he's like, uh, just so call me. Here's my number. If you can remember anything, and he gives her the number, and he leaves. Mm-hmm. Uh, then the cocaine girl from earlier, who is obviously not a pop person, attempts to convince uh, Melissa to hang out at a bar. And then yes. she brings her... Fr- She's suddenly very yeah, nice like to her, and we had an earlier scene where she was, like, really rude to her. So it's like, this is suspicious. Still ginger. <laughs> uh, we then cut to now a uh, just a bar in L.A., and uh, the office friend's complaining about how Everyone's acting really weird, and how the bar is full of posers, Persians, and perverts. Which is, you know, gotta. Oh man, those per- those those <laughs> Persians, man, those Iranians, don't trust. Them. Gotta throw in that last final little subtle racist thing by Lake Scott, you know. Mm, it's Lake Scott in man, there because you, you know, know Mussolini was missing. You know the ones that re. You know the ones that committed nine eleven, the Persians. That's right. You know the the you know the opposite side of the Middle East ones. Uh, yeah, all the pop people are now hanging out with Melissa, and uh, Melissa's Hort freaked out by this. Uh, does it? And Melissa's friend says something like, "She's like, this is really yeah." Weird. She starts to like, sort of catch you know, on a little bit that something's wrong. Something's wrong, but the thing Witchcraft. she says in here is, she's like, she's talking about the the Lay Scott, and she's like, maybe he that 
guy who broke into your house, maybe he was on to something. Which is fucking insane for her to say. He did shoot himself that guy, in front of Melissa. And he killed his <laughs> wife. According to the detective who visited them, the dude murdered, shot his wife. Now, of course, we, the audience, know that, like, the wife is a pod person. Hypothetically. But the people in the movie don't know that. Hypo- well, actually, we don't actually, to be fair, we don't, we don't actually know that. But, but, but the people in the movie, the characters surely don't know that at this point. So, like, so Melissa's friend is being like, oh, maybe the crazy wife murderer was onto something. I don't know. Just think about it, Melissa. Hey, you know, I mean, who, who's it's to say? It's funny because you she know? changes Hitler her mind about go- this later on as well. Hitler had some good <laughs> ideas. Who knows? That's an Eric Lake Scott opinion. <laughs> it's not. We don't need. We don't need to make. We, up Mussolini was we misunderstood, of- John. <laughs> We have, we have, we have. I, I have actual things to, to point to in this movie as, as like opinions of, or, or beliefs. Yeah, of like Lee Mussolini Scott. was misunderstood. <laughs> no. Uh, so here's the very fun, exciting. True. This is this is like Lake Scott send off town now. This is like the goodbye party yes. for Lake Scott's. Where we go to. This is literally actually just by reference. I just forgot that we were already. At this this point is in the, the goodbye party. Lake Scott. You know, he paid a ton of money to make it happen. This is farewell yep. party. This is the biggest sex scene in, in all Asylum so far, and probably won't. It probably so, won't be matched. I'm gonna say right now. I think this. I think it all the will. People in the I'm office. gonna say right now. This will not be matched by a future Asylum film. This will not be topped. We have a fucking orgy. Lesbian orgy movie. in particular. A lesbian orgy. In true so Lake Scott fashion. All, so all of the yeah, it's really gross. It's got a green filter. It's it's ugly to look at. It's it's just uh, but all of the uh, people in the office who are clearly pod people, they invite Melissa over to one of their like fancy like Hollywood apartments and um, basically what's her name the boss that was that was mean before but it's now like really nice to her is like like coming on to her and it's like uh, hey like you know like all uh, the pop uh, people are really trying new experiences I'm just sort of always try they're they're like very very sexually aggressive Um, so so this is so um, so basically um being a pod person makes you gay. I guess so. I mean, I guess it's like a different That's... like species and culture thing or whatever. And and makes you Well, you know the horny. classic saying, take out the ginger and the orgies ensue. Classic. That's a classic <laughs> saying. Everyone knows that one. But, I mean, think about this. Lescott is telling you that <laughs> lesbians and, les- and orgies are, are all space evil. aliens. Yeah. Well, yeah. Are all space space aliens it's that is you know lay scott famous friend of the gays not homophobic <laughs> at all is telling you that lesbians are space aliens that is the true message of this movie that really is the true message of this movie um it's it's just good old homophobia mm. um it's you know, we don't even have to get to like mussolini or anything like that it's just good old homophobia i, guess, I well can you argue that body snatchers always have a sort of undertone about the plot itself that could be interpreted of that kind of style thing 
Well, the original invasion of body snatchers from the 50s, it's often been said that the body snatchers were uh, symbolic mm. of communist infiltrators. Um, that might be like oh, a little, yeah. <laughs> that nose. might be reading a little too much <laughs> into it, but, um, but, but, but I, it's fair, you know, it's like, yeah, that was the big concern at the time. In the 70s, uh, the 70s invasion of body snatchers, it's more um, kind of conveying this broader sense that the Rild is out of order. Mm. It's like misaligned. Something's gone amiss. Just everything seems kind of strange now. And it's not really targeted at anything specific. It's just kind of the broader social anxiety of the 70s that's like being conveyed in that movie um but um but this one i think is just straight sure homophobia. that's actually fair <laughs> with like scott i think that matches up it's homophobia and it's and it's uh and it's uh holly weird also as well it's 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 like it's it's the conservative critique of mm. hollywood basically it's a bunch of it's a bunch of freaky uh sex craze lunatics they're oh, all yeah. aliens. Well, it's like <laughs> this. This whole orgy scene is like so drawn out too. Really boring. It's really boring and unnecessarily really... drawn out. I mean, I, I hate to say that, but an orgy scene, but it is mm. boring. A lot of zoom ups and close ups that are just unnecessary, gratuitous, um, if you will. And Melissa, Melissa, and her boss had gone into the bathroom where the boss had like come on to her, and then they walk back out to the living room and they see the other ones are doing the orgy, and it keeps cutting back between their orgy and then Melissa and and the boss just standing there watching it, and Melissa just has that blank expression on her face that she has for the I entire know what I goddamn movie. I don't know what to, I don't know uh, what I expected, huh? And huh. just and just like and just staring at them, so it's like the orgy's happening, and she's having no reaction. Else, she's just standing there watching. She eventually it. also is like sort of, I guess she's sort of she's sort of drunk at the time, and then eventually joins in with the boss girl. Mm-hmm. We don't, but just with the boss girl, we don't really see her join uh, the orgy yeah. pile. She then wakes up the next day uh, in her room. She's, and she's fine, fine. <laughs> which is weird. She's fine. Again, it doesn't make any sense. She's fine. She's fine. She was. She was. She says that the orgy with space aliens that want to replace humanity, you'd and assume, she's fine. Yeah, they assume, you assume they would have killed her then, because right. they did prick her with the the plant. Right. Um. So yeah, she wakes up. I guess she's in her house now. Somehow. I guess. I I I don't know where she is. I don't know if she's in her house or her. She the, then the finds the ginger and houses. she's like, fuck this thing. And then she rams into the garbage disposal. And then it, and then it starts. It's ginger! <laughs> Throw it in the trash! <laughs> well, she puts in the garbage disposal and it starts to f- scream and blood starts coming out of it. And she's like, yeah. damn, you really should just run some water on that thing. And she like takes a knife and like stabs it into just run the, some the water. garbage disposal and turns. And and turns the the garbage disposal. Run some water. Don't stop shoving your knife into there. And then she um she has the the um uh she 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 thinks to put the knife with which is now Damn, covered in blood. Yeah. And it's just a butter knife with 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 blood into a plastic into a ziploc bag to keep to hang on to that. Uh, she then heads back to the work. 
and then so she's she's sort of chilling there and she calls the the detective while at work for some reason and that you know that's happening the all, all the other pop people are getting like really suspicious now and more aggressive yeah which is again doesn't make any sense because they should have already have you know killed melissa at this point but whatever it if if the pod people really have as much control over the city as is suggested, because I think Lay Scott says like the police are 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 them, like yeah, the they've the phone lines and everything, or police operator, the nine one nine one nine one one nine one one, not nine eleven. <laughs> um, but like, if they really have as much control over the city as is implied earlier in the movie, then they really should have just been able to off Melissa mm. by this point. This really should... This, this is the... This is the we'll, I'll get into this more, but this is the dumbest fucking <laughs> Yeah, I don't know why they ever. tried to convince Melissa so much. When they didn't try to convince it's, any of their yeah, characters. They're, they're really bad. They're really bad about it. Um, but anyway, detective calls. Where do uh, we go from here? They meet at the tar pits. The La Brea tar pits. They meet at the tar pits! They meet at the and tar pits. Birdemic two. <laughs> they walked the so bridge and everything. So, I was there during the, the summer, oh, and that was also exciting to see it. So Birdemic two, my god. Um, oh, why the tar pits? Because uh, this is a secluded area, I guess. <laughs> no, it's not. No, it's not. It's a very yeah, well, they're at the bridge. It's at the end where like the 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 wall, the gate is at. It's a huge. It's a yeah. big tourist attraction. It's like they could have been in any park in the city. Well, the funny, they yeah, because they're on the bridge that's at the edge of the tar pit, like the big tar pit, which means like any people walking on the street can listen to that conversation. Of course. Uh, but what I like is that so she, um, I think she she gives him the knife and it's like, here, I want you to analyze this, see if it's my blood. Um, and the detective initially is sort of like, are like kind of skeptical, and she, and she's goes, she she oh I remember what it is she she mentions seeing Lay Scott on the street, and he goes, um, you know, um, some uh, uh, victims of trauma uh, experience hallucinations um, afterwards, and she goes, no trust yeah, me, and then this she actually real. then dumps and the, the entire. And the detective, the detective, just goes, "Okay, what yeah. else?" Like, just immediately, ta- it's just like, "No, this is real." Just like, "Oh, okay." Yeah, and then she dumps me. pretty much her entire theory with him about the plants and how they're all turning into people and all I, that. So another, another thing, I, I another quote I wrote down here is, um, "She says, I feel like we have a connection.' Of <laughs> You've they, met me literally met one once. other time. Once they've met once in this movie." Um, yeah, so she lays out her entire theory. I, she refers to the, the alien specifically as sexually mm-hmm. aggressive yeah. and vacant. The detective should be just fucking confused <laughs> and like and, and baffled by now. He should just be like, okay, you're insane. But you uh, know what? I like you your gusto. I'm going to trust you for now. Can you get me one of them plants? Yeah. Give me one of them plants. Uh, so then she goes back to her house, and then Shaley Scott shows up. And she's like, you know, mm-hmm. trying to convince Melissa to become a pot. Oh, wait, we forgot something. We forgot something. When, after she talks to the detective at the tar pits, she looks across the street and sees her boyfriend hanging out with another girl. It's just that like, happened? fucking yes. I told you. Oh, I totally missed that. 
It was it was it was a blink okay. and you will miss it. There's literally no dialogue. There's no reaction. It's literally there that is fast. One little Detective bit. walks away. She looks across the street. Shot maybe like three seconds long of boyfriend walking with another woman. Cut to uh, Melissa and her friend, and and she's going. God damn it! He's married. He's he's yeah. It was a blink. Isn't there a weird moment, moment too? Which doesn't she call the boyfriend a little bit earlier? And the boyfriend acts like, "How was the fling with all the girls?" That's okay. this now, right now. That's right it's now. Like, it shows the the boyfriend's obviously a bot person or whatever. Um, yes, of course. I, I actually I actually wrote it down. That's right now. Which I love the pod people keep oh, yeah. like it's outing embar- each It's other, embarrassing. Basically. They are so <laughs> stupid. They are the worst invaders ever. It's pretty. Uh, it's it's yeah. How how was the thing? Like how would you know about that? Oh, you're a pod person, right? You all have the mm. hive mind. Uh, so Shay Scott's there. She wants her to become a pod person. She tries to convince her again. Which again, I don't think they really convinced. Tried to convince any of their characters besides Melissa. And I guess Melissa might be important somehow, but I don't know. Melissa's the protagonist. That's that's why she's yeah. She takes out the ginger and leaves, and so Melissa now is the plan. Uh, Melissa's friend then comes over, and she had a very weird day at the office. Sexually aggressive, you know, crazy day. And everyone's having wacky ass sex at the office. It's wacky, very, very, but very um, emotionless mm-hmm. sex. Which okay, okay, hold up, hold up. The pod people reproduce by um, by taking the by 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 getting people to prick. Are you going to bet ask why do they have so and... much sex? Yeah, uh, yes. <laughs> why do they? It's because Legs got one a bunch yes. of like, sex scenes in this uh, his film, John. The the and they're but they're mm-hmm. vacant. Like the specific for so, so it's not even sex for passion. They seem pretty passionate a lot of times. It's confusing. Yeah, um, but I mean, they're specifically described as vacant mm. is the thing. But like, so what's the point of them having the sex? It's just, it's just... it's not for reproduction. It's not for passion. So what it's the fuck because is the Lake sex Scott for? Because Lake Scott needed another masp- masturbation. Uh, you know. I mean, I know it's homophobia, but I mean, come on. Also, Lake Scott Lake needs. Scott, also, fuck Lake Scott, you. you know, he needs some. You see, needs some material, you know. Uh, Got to get <laughs> he those. He only in. finish on his own films, John. <laughs> <laughs> That's why he makes so many of them. Uh, so. <laughs> oh. Uh, so, uh, her friend wants to leave, um, but Melissa is like, "I want to call yeah, my other friend." Who've never, I don't think we've ever seen this film. I don't know who this girl is. Uh, it's yeah. just some other friend she wants to. She trusts. It's just some other. She's person. like, "I'm gonna call her yeah. and see if she's okay." She calls the friend. She gets in her car. She's also a pop person, obviously. Whoa! Wait! Wait! Before that! Before that! Before that! Okay, so. <laughs> When she brings her friend over, her friend from Rook over and says, I'm going to call my other friend, the detective mm. is there. And Melissa threatens her friend with a gun. Oh, there's the gun. There, you go. there it All is. Right. There's the gun. <laughs> there's the gun from the pawn shop. Threatens her friend with a gun and is like, how do I know you're you're real? Uh, how, how do I know you're, real, you're really uh, Kathy or whatever the fuck her name is? Um, and, and so, like, uh, what's her name convinces her 
but they're doing she's doing this in front of the detective and the detective's just okay with it he's just he's just cool with mm. it okay and then and then they meet uh her her yeah. other friend that we have yet to see oh, yeah so conference. she's like she's sort of worried obviously the pot person's like you know you should join us melissa it's really nice being a pot person except you don't become a pot it's person awesome. so i don't whatever the sex is a the, the sex, sex is, is fine, I guess. You know, we don't we just sort of do it for some reason. We we know why we do it. We're like pot people. Don't worry be about a le- it. Be a les be a lesbian with us, Melissa. Uh, there's just there's there's so many scenes in this where they're trapped inside a car and they can't open the door despite the fact that there is a lock. You just flip the unlock button. And they're manual locks, to be clear. <laughs> so she. But also Melissa's reaction to her friend, like to the reveal that her apparently her best friend is a pod person, is really stunted. Oh, is it now, John? She's it's 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 just like oh no, Mine not too. you too. No, you're my best uh, friend. So she runs away, and then the 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 pod friend tries to rap her, but then the bald boss guy from way earlier takes out a gun and shoots her. Hmm. Oh yeah, the guy who yeah, yeah, screamed. You remember him? We everyone remembers clients. him. Remember him? Remember him? He's the only bald guy who's been in this movie, so I remember him. And he's like, "Come on, we gotta get inside." For some reason, despite the fact that that place is gonna be full of pod people, you know. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so they're running down, and then they suddenly encounter the boss guy, but it's like you know, not the boss guy. It's it's another Uh-oh. boss guy, but how can there be two and the, boss guys? And the guys? boss guy, the he's like, "What the fuck? What the fuck?" And the other guy's like, "This is oh no, which one's the real one, Melissa? Guess you have to shoot one of us." It's like, come on, could you could you it's try so harder? It's so fucking obvious, especially because other boss guy uh, comes in is followed all by the other two people. characters. <laughs> all of the other pod people from the office who have um what's her the, name? The, the friend, the friend girl, of yeah. hers. The office friend girl who's like, you know, like like strugg- struggling with them. Um and the boss guy who's obviously a pod person and came in with those people says, um, no, I'm the real boss guy. Give me the gun and I will turn around and shoot the pod people <laughs> behind me. What the fuck? What? <laughs> I mean, just, just, no. uh, why are you so dumb, Melissa? Picture why are you this. Big dumb I mean, idiot? it's so Gee, I wonder which one's the pod so person. And Melissa, and... like a fucking idiot, shoots the wrong the thing, one. The funny thing, she shoots him, and then the boss guy's still alive, and he's like, "What the fuck? <laughs> Get out of here, you idiot!" And then, and then the boss guy's him. just like, "Hand me your gun," and then Melissa does. And it turns yes. out the office friend who's she, being she's captured like, is uh, she's also like, a pod huh, person. Huh, I'm not. I'm not sure. I'm not sure I did the ro- the right thing. It's like, no, he didn't. Why? Why did she? Why did she give? The, the pod guy the gun because she th- she still no, thinks what? he's the real one <laughs> and then he goes like you did a good thing Melissa you will now be oh, one no. of us they take out the ginger oh no <laughs> now the orgy's gonna ensue <laughs> oh no mm. and then the detective oh, yeah, well, shows up there's a little like uh there's a little like sort of you know uh, trick thing where they think the, the detective is the, also yes. a pod person. The the detective's clever. He's just like, um, is it, it has it started? Um, like you know, like what yes, did, I was trying what to did deliver. The pod people them. know 
that that guy's not a pot person. That was just gonna say that. That was just gonna say that. The pot people have a hive mind. Can they not tell that this person is not part of the hive mind? I assume mind? that's the benefit of a hive mind. Because he's because he says, um, "I was gonna deliver uh, her to you," and they're like, mm. "What?" Like it's like, and then and then he goes like, "Has it started?" And uh, one of the pot people goes, "It it it is already begun." It's just like, well, if he doesn't know it's already yeah. started, <laughs> then he's not a pot person, well, is he? Well, he shoots them all in a very anticlimactic fashion. We just sort of like pop, 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 oh. pop, and they all fall down. It's like the 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 body double trope of like shoot him he's the real wrong the, the fake one no shoot him it's like one of the oldest things that's been done over and over and over again but even like parodies of like you know these things have a more convincing setups of like oh you might actually have a hard time telling which is which like even the thing where homer simpson is dressed up as crusty the clown and the mafia is like has them even that's mm. more like i don't know which one's real you know than than the, than this so they head back to um Melissa's place. Her friend shows up. Oh, that the oh the detective has a uh, he comes with a gimmick where oh yeah um, yeah he, he finds out find... that if you look at the eyes, their pupils don't dilate. He finds that out somehow. Right, the pupils don't dilate. Uh, so Melissa's office friend shows up and he's like, wait, and he pulls out a flashlight and like does this. And it's like, I've I've, I've discovered this while I was fine off my double. All right, uh, yeah, you're you're real. And then this never no. comes up again. It's like... <laughs> completely useless. Also, this is the like, thing in the film, too. So, you know. Completely useless and, and a fucking fake out. Like, fucking bullshit. Like, it's... it's You cannot have that... that such, like, such a simple trick in a body snatcher film. It's like, oh, I figured it out. How did you figure it out? Well, I just did. Um, and then you don't even use it. Uh, so then they then come to the plan. They head back to... Um, like the you know the police department the detective then discovers that yes. all of the plants are in some warehouse somewhere else in california somewhere inland i think they say like uh, like just outside san diego county so like something. okay we gotta head there and destroy all of the plants and they're there for some reason i don't know they're just all there they grow a lot ginger uh so melissa's getting ready to go the boyfriend shows up and melissa's like i know what you are and then shoots him, you know. He keeps approaching her. He keeps approaching her. He's just like, whoa. Like, she pulls out a gun, and he's like, whoa, Melissa, calm down. And she's like, back up. And he keeps approaching her. It's like, no, she's and got a gun. Like the third time now that. where they, they've done another, like, is is they or are they not a pod person? And they always reveal that they're a pod person at the end. There is right, literally yes. no ambiguity at all in this film ever. Also, I mean, haven't we already revealed that he yeah. was already a pod yeah, person? Yeah, you could have. But this could have been call, interesting the if they call. made a scene where she shoots maybe a guy who might not have been a pod person. Oh, and it turned out to be turned out to actually have yeah. been a human. Yeah, that would have been kind of interesting. There, there was some sort of uh, ambiguity. Something that you know adds a little bit of drama <laughs> to the story, which is kind of which is kind of the whole point of the body snatcher genre. Uh, we then cut to uh, the office friend who gets in a car with Melissa. Who's obviously a pop person? Because yeah. I mean, yeah, we just saw Melissa elsewhere, 
And then it's so obvious that Melissa's the paw person, too. It's so (laughs) fucking obvious. She's got, like... Yeah, yeah, and then so then she's the office girl gets suspicious and then calls Melissa, or I'd rather Melissa is calling no, no, her. No, 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 right? no, no, no. Melissa, Melissa calls her. She looks at her phone. It's Melissa, and she's like, "Oh fuck!" And then of course the she Melissa. just sort of, I'm, I'm riding you know, with. stays in the car. She, she's uh, like, well, then like, Pod Melissa is like, um, like you don't think I'm the real Melissa, uh, but I am. I'm the better mm. Melissa. It's just like, so you just admitted it, dumbass. So, this is probably one of the worst endings. And, and for some reason, she can't open the door. She can't. She can't yeah, she's trying to Melissa, door. and she's like, okay, where are you, office friend? I need to find you. Oh, wait, who is that? Ah! And then the phone cuts out. Mm-hmm. And she's like, oh, no. And and then she screams, too, and the film ends. Well, no. Then the uh, the another another pod person. Oh, and, right, uh, gets right. Into it's the it's car. the office friend's pod version of her. It's it's like her pod version. And and then she <laughs> it ends. And, and it's ends. like, what the fuck? That's it. That's how it ends. <laughs> it's fucking nothing. nothing it's fucking nothing. You're ending. You're ending to this ripoff of this like this movie with one of the most iconic movie endings of all time. The ending of Invasion of the Body Snatchers is one of the greatest film endings ever created. And Do you want to describe what that is, is actually? You, what, spoilers for like an old film or whatever, but you know. Spoilers for an old film, but I do want to describe it just to convey what a fucking travesty this movie is. But, like, basically the main character is he's, like, in an office and all of the people, the the pod people around are, like, robotically walking down the hallways of the office building, leaving for the day. And he's, like, walking kind of robotically with them. But there's these little flickers of humanity mm. there basically and like and how he's moving how he's looking around the world he's walking down in front of city hall in san francisco and he's kind of like looking around and like it's very gray and there's this kind of like eerie music in the air and so it's like the world has been lost basically and this guy is like the only human left basically so like he's like he's trying to fit in but like you know but there's these little flickers of humanity there so the audience can like see it's like oh no he's he's still there and then and then he hears uh, a woman go matthew Matthew and he looks around and like there's like the like one of the 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 girls he, he was like fleeing like from the aliens with is like there and she's still a human too and she's like she like approaches him and then as she approaches him he he points and opens his mouth oh, and shit. lets out the pod person <laughs> scream and so that's how he, and I was like no he was a pod person too and that's it that's over humanity is doomed it's it's a it's it's a great great ending because like even the audience is like fooled into thinking like no he's still a human too no he's not <laughs> no he's not <laughs> and this one it just sort of ends it's it just, just sort ends. of it's goodbye it just so we've seen six people in LA be uh, uh, turned into the. That's all they managed people. to get up to um, so far. There's no sense of scale to this movie. Like Invasion of the Body Snatchers, it's also set in a city, in San Francisco, and there's a real sense of scale. And you really feel like there are lots of shots of the city where you and like crowds where you feel like 
it's you feel that transition where it's like it starts and it's like mostly humans and there's a couple of like people acting kind of weird and like they're kind of unemotional and it's but they're but they're just the odd ones out and then there's the transition where big groups of pod people are chasing down humans and other humans are witnessing it and not really understanding what's going on and then the end where the world is gray and emotionless and all of the humans have been taken um in this movie you just follow the same five people and it's there's no sense of scale or city or finding all the plant side plot was that just cut cut from the film or is that supposed to be uh, like a fake out I think that's just a fake out. I don't think they were ever going to to film that. Only Lake Scott can know. Only Lake Scott can know. Yeah, was he going to do like a sort of happy ending to the film where they go and they and they destroy the plant warehouse uh, or something? I don't know, man. There's nothing. There's nothing like that in in the 1970s invasion of body snatchers. They just try to escape San Francisco and mm. they realize they can't. They could have ended something where um, they destroy the factory, but oh no, these one ginger plant left but that would have involved uh-huh. a factory and maybe and some cgi maybe some guns and some and fire they already, already wasted all their and, money on the, the cgi and, opening that was definitely not and maybe some transformers and it would have required some like kind of like you know actiony shots and we don't we're, we're too lazy so for that. this is it for like scott this is a final goodbye this is. Do you want any any last words? It's so hard to say it's goodbye, very easy. <laughs> except when it's Lake um, Scott. So I think now it's finally time to break out the magical world of Lake Scott blog post, where he talked about yes his opinions on all of his films he created, not counting mm. Pod People, which I asked him about on Twitter. He's not responded yet, but we'll we'll get back to that maybe. <laughs> Shocker. <laughs> um, so he's ranked all of his films into a good list, a bad list, and an ugly list, which is a very, very clever film reference. Gee, yes, very clever. Yes, I wonder what he could possibly so, be referencing. So wait, he refers to his own films as oh, yeah. uglies? And goods and bads. He explains why uh, ones are in the uglies, though. It's like you know films he didn't bother with. But it's not his. It's not his oh, fault. Oh, it's never I'm his guessing. fault. Is that why they're? It's never his fault, unless they're mm-hmm. good. In which case, that yes. He so we're gonna start with Frankenstein that. Reborn. Do you remember Frankenstein Reborn, John? Uh, kinda. Oh yes, it's Frankenstein, yes, and he's now, been yes. reborn. And he's like hot. And he fucks. <laughs> oh, I forgot. Uh, Jeff Denton was a bartender. Was a bartender that the bar scene in this film? He's a cameo as the bartender. Oh, which is the oh, which is actually the him. final Jeff Denton, I guess role. The cam the camera barely even. No, but looks he's there. Him. I looked. That is Jeff Denton. You can tell because he has the sideburns. What's the point of having a cameo if you don't, <laughs> don't worry actually, about it? Like, he's just there. Show. I don't the know cameo. why he's there. Maybe they cut his scene. Oh, maybe. No, come on. They, they 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 padded out this movie with five minutes of credit. It's a credits that like it's 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 only a minute of actual credits because like the crew is like so small. But they like make it scroll up the screen so slowly that it stretches out for five minutes. And I, there's nothing left on the cutting room floor from this. So movie. Frankenstein Reborn, um, 
I'm just going to read off here. A well-received and into an intentive film. Like all those low-budget films, it has its... Intentive. Mm-hmm. I had the intent to make this <laughs> it has film. has its flaws, but the acting is solid. Effects are good, and the story puts a modern spin on an old story. And, FYI, no, the drug and sex thing was a reference to Shelley's real life and the era in which she lived in. They're not just there to get some lesbianism and shocks, John. Okay, John. Wait, wait, is that an actual quote? They're not in there just to get some lesbianism yeah. and shock? Yeah. Shocks. He just, he, he, oh my god, he just had to throw that in there. <laughs> is it now, like, Yeah, it's not fucking lesbian. It's not fucking, it's not those fucking fake lesbians. <laughs> It's like it's like a reference, yeah, like, you know, to Shelley's Shell Mary Shelley's real life, you know. Do you, do you think Lay Scott was rebuffed by a lesbian? Oh, it's possible more than once, I'm sure. Like I like I mean, there's there's a degree of hatred towards lesbians in his in in a few of his uh, movies, and this one being the main example. But there's been a couple of other little moments that make me go like, well, you mean yeah, like the evil some, lesbian some, vampires and Dracula's this curse. Or like the evil lesbian <laughs> vampires, the the evil lesbian space aliens mm-hmm. in this movie. Like it's, it would seem he has a problem with the gays. Is all I'm saying. Now we're now we're now we're down to Beast of Brave Road. Beast of Brave Road. This is still in the yeah. good category, right? It's a comedy. Okay. I was never happy that the film was re-edited to move around some of the deaths. I thought it worked better as more of a mystery that led to Savage Reign of Terror. Jeff Denton is great in it. What are the jokes in well, the Well, remember movie? that old lady? If it's a comedy, lady, what are... <laughs> remember the old lady in The Beast of Bray Broad? I do remember the old lady. That's the one joke. So the comedy it's has one joke. It's very funny. It's a comedy. <sighs> Much like The Room. Yes, much. Right, right now we're down to Dracula's Curse. A personal favorite. I love the complexity of the world and the colorful characters. Eliza Swenson, Rhett Gills, Shara Hall, and Tom Downey are great in it. Again, colorful is about like the budget furthest kills thing you, from but you do them, your basically. best. I just watched it the other day and I still are, enjoy it. They are literally and metaphor and, and metaphorically like the most colorless mm-hmm. people mm-hmm. I, yeah. I've ever seen. But that film, that film is very not colorful at all, too. It's super <laughs> not colorful. It has a very um, gray undertone uh, to it. It's not even gray. It's it's kind of it's got a kind of starkness to it. It's got kind of like a green filter going on a bit. Not like an intense green, but just like. It's just yellow. It looks mm. kind of yellowy, but like in a very like, but not a, a sunny yellow. yellow. <laughs> sort of like a a a sickly yellow is what it looks like. And then also the characters themselves oh, yeah, are fucking it boring. bad. Again, evil lesbian vampires and Dracula, yes. or Dracula rather. Dracula, I forgot. Uh, so now the nine eleven commission report, classic. That's in the good category. One of my of few course. serious films. The only one, of the very few asylum films to not mm-hmm. have tits. That's not in true. It. Uh, you know, it was the there was a sex scene. Oh, what's the sex scene? You don't remember the sex scene? The nine eleven commission report. It was in the book too. Wait, 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 wait. wait. It was in the commission report. Um, <laughs> based on the based on the uh, real based on and the then no, we totally based on the report. In the um, book. Wait, 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 wait. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Yeah. There's a sex scene. I but there's it not is. tits. I'm pretty sure no. there is, John. Nope, I I remember this. I remember this. I'm 
They were not tits. <laughs> we, we can go back and argue which, about this. Which I'm, felt really unusual. Which, which felt unusual for a Lay Scott film because he's very uh, just out with it basically they just girls take off her shirts and there's the tits and it's usually within mm. the first like five minutes of the movie i do not remember any tits in We're that sex to dis- scene in agree to disagree because i really don't want to look at it at all so <laughs> that's i'm okay with that uh, one of my few serious films it's slightly conservative bent turns some people off but again i'm very proud of it yeah that's what turned people off yeah of course you know not not the film itself no, no, not that it was fucking boring and a, and a, and a, just a complete waste of everyone's time. Exorcism, the possession of Gail Bowers. Uh, the exorcist ripoff, you know, the one that the, the lady, you know. Oh, the, the, yeah. the teenage yeah. girl. Yes, yes. My cheapest film budget-wise, but one of the best, simple, straightforward, oh, oh, does it, oh, and doesn't show. Oh, oh, the 20-minute exorcism at the end was one of my favorite shooting experiences. <laughs> yeah, I can imagine. Not for the no, actors, because of you know, just just the just the atmosphere of that amazing scene. Yeah, remember when that cross flipped upside down? That was such a good scene. Remember when they said like, "Oh my God, she's on the ceiling," but they wouldn't yeah, show you. Yeah, the money to do that. Uh, no, the Hitchhiker, an awful film, just trash, yes. god garbage. Oh, god garbage though awful yeah one of the worst maybe mm-hmm. the worst a dark dark film i'm still i'm still not comfortable watching it i guess that means i did a good job <laughs> oh and watch the jaker's <laughs> death scene one of the best effects ever i did it boy i feel really uncomfortable <laughs> watching my own movie boy i sure did a good job it's where they made my ex-wife oh, uh, just sort of like you know suffer horribly that's a little weird huh Ah. Uh. all right now we're in the bad tier Something okay. got lost in translation. No, but not his fault. But not oh, yeah. his fault. They start off with good ideas, but then went somewhere else. So Transmorphers is his back they, here. They started with ideas. I'll put <laughs> it that way. Call it Robot Wars. Fix the CGI and fix the audio. Then come talk to me. And hey, if it came out in 1987, I would have won an Oscar. Oh my fucking god! That I love I, that defense. Sure you can I love say that, that defense. In your films. If, hey, 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 hey! If I had made this movie twenty <laughs> years before it came out, you'd be saying this is a good movie. And also, they wouldn't because, like, it, it would have been a shitty movie by the the, the standards of any I mean, time period, especially especially oh, yeah. the eighties. If we release this podcast like, twenty god, years Trent, earlier, we'd be famous, John. Dude, if Transmorphers came out in 1987, like while they were while there were Transformer toys, no Transformers movies, but just but there were Transformers toys in the 80s. If Transmorphers came out in 1987, it still would have been panned as yeah, and boring and interesting movie. because it's a boring and interesting film and that's nonsensical. Really... I don't even think like the CGI would have would have been saved regarded it. as that impressive. <laughs> I like it's like it's like yeah like it's like I think by the eighties they already had CGI that looked that was like above and in the eighties those movies that are better than Transmorphers it was not like a weird black there were void of bad films way better than Transmorphers way better than Transmorphers 
Um, I guess what he's trying to say is like, hey, like the CGI though, like it would have been pretty good by the 80s standards. I don't think even mm. that's true. Uh, Dragon, uh, another film with no breasts. Uh, the that is true. That is true, and it's also the <laughs> single most boring painful. movie. It was truly a painful. We have watched to get through. and nonsensical. That was that was painful, and yes, it's also nonsensical. Uh, needed more locations and a decent dragon. Eliza's witch character and Matt Wolf are great, though. They we should we shouldn't have filmed the entire movie in the Milwaukee <laughs> County Park system. Good, good, good point, Lay Scott. Yeah, maybe you should have. Uh, maybe, maybe we should have not just made a film more. about us larping. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe you should have like gone somewhere besides right, here we the, go. County the ugly. Park. Okay, no excuses. I fucked up. Well, there will be excuses. Hillside Cannibals, another somewhat anti-lesbian film, because all the can- you know the the savages cannibals are all, all the, you know yes crazy sex They're, maniacs. They, they do orgies. They're all crazy sex maniacs. Um, and yes, I think are there less are are they is yeah, it a the two um, sister um, cannibal people are always doing it. Oh, that's that's right. They do they do fuck. Um, I was thinking it was more of a um, what's it called? Um, a harem. Mm. A harem. It's that too. It's, it's a bit. It's it's a bit of it's it's a bit. That it's a bit film above. is it's a bit obviously. Above. I mean, it's it's up there with Hitchhiker in terms of just sort of raw uncomfortableness watching it. Yeah, yeah. It's 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 one of the most unpleasant movies we. Uh, what watched. is this movie? Okay, I'll admit it. I was prepping Dracula's Curse and yeah, didn't really is... care. There wasn't really a script. We sort of made it up as we went along. I never actually even seen it all the way through. What a pro- I didn't edit it. I fell <laughs> during the mix. I Sorry, I my... am a schmuck. <laughs> That's not just schmuck. <laughs> I, d- I didn't make the that film. That doesn't make you I a schmuck. I didn't make a film. That doesn't. The film wasn't made. That do- yeah, yeah. And we released it. I didn't do any. That doesn't make you a schmuck. A schmuck is kind of like a goofable fool. That's basically. what Lake Scott is, though. A schmuck is John. like sort of like. A, schmu- a schmuck is a schmuck is like a a like a, a, a sort of a lovable fool in a sense like eh, I'm a schmuck. What can I say? You know, I'm I I got duped. You know, what can I say? I'm a schmuck. <laughs> That's not a schmuck. What Lace Scott did is in schmuckish. Yeah, he was more or less fraud. It's it's I didn't do anything. <laughs> But I still, for some reason, get to claim uh-huh. that I directed this movie. So wait, so if he didn't, so, so who did direct uh, that movie? Let's, let's let's check. We'll find out. I'm, I imagine it's still Link Scott. If if Link Scott is claiming he didn't make that movie, then that means he stole credit no, for director that Lake movie. Scott, yeah. So he's claiming. Well, um, well, hang on. He is saying that someone else edited. Is that is that what he said? We'll see the full said? cast and crew here. But but what did but what did he say in the blog post? He said that he, I didn't he, like, edit it, but really I care about it. Mix. <laughs> so he so he film directed editing it. by Peter Mervis. So thank you, Peter, for so actually he, doing the work. So he directed it, but then just kind of handed the 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 raw footage yeah. to someone. Uh, else. Peter Mervis is, is of course saying? famous for the Vinci Treasure and Snakes on a Train. So yeah, oh, he's you know, he, he he's he's doing the real work, unlike like Scott. He's doing the real work, and to be fair, both of those movies were infinitely more um, <laughs> watchable, interesting than any of the. Yeah, yeah. Though they then were they see like apples, which is obviously not. But then again, I imagine that was pretty a rough deal no. for Peter because that was apparently like Scott's job. 
Because he's just he was just dumped <laughs> with a bunch of this shit. Was like, make something out of this. All right now, Pirate Treasure Island. This is one where we were discussed a little bit. Um, yes. So okay, this, this one pissed one. me off. We started off as a fun pirate movie that slowly descended into a comedy. The producers didn't watch the dailies until day. Wait, 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 wait. It started as a fun movie that descended to a comedy. Oh, I want this to be a fun, lighthearted movie. Oh, but now there's too many <laughs> jokes. I think his point is that it's supposed to become a pirate film, then turn into a comedy, I guess. The producers what? didn't watch the dailies until day 10 of 12. Oh, wait, they wait, They called wait. me and said, oh, wait, um, wait. hey, this can't be a comedy. Fix it. Oh, I misunderstood. I misunderstood. Uh, so, so he's saying this was a, the way he phrased oh, yeah, that was course. very confused. It's it was supposed to start as a fun pirate movie that descended yeah. into a comedy. So it was so okay. So what he's actually saying is um, no, but still, what is he saying? Because like descended into a comedy sort of implies that like it's like of a lesser yeah. form, basically. But like it goes into hijinks, I guess is what he's trying. You to know, say. funny wacky things like the spooky skeleton man comes out and they shoot him. That's a funny comedy scene. Hey, woohoo! Um, but um, okay, so so originally he also as a they comedy, wanted giant CJ bugs in the movie. Stu- I give up. One day, I'll find a way to release my edit well, of the he, he, comedy that we made so people can watch that instead of the bizarre, cheap, nonsensical film that you can rent today. Yeah, I saw some examples of the comedy <laughs> Lace got brought to that movie. I, I, I think I'm fine with the with the, with the the final version. King of the Lost World. Here we go. This is the final one here. Oh, God. This is that the first movie. Lace Scott film I believe we saw. I think this is up there with the first. This is the King Kong ripoff. So close, but so far, the movie's sunk by more lame CGI yeah, no, it wasn't and a close. script that alternates stupidity with boredom. A lot of fun making it, though, and the actors really did try their best. It was just far too ambitious for the time constraints and budgets. And against this was another actually weird kind of like anti-lesbian thing with the savages being lesbians. Once again, that's right. I forgot about that with the with the weird mm-hmm. Italian guy who who's like head, the head of the savage tribe. And that that's that's Lake Scott and Lake Scott. That's all of his opinions. That's it. That's it. But he never said anything about no. invasion of the pod people. <laughs> Maybe because he was being kicked out of the asylum. Perhaps, when but that boys, that, that this film just sort of re- rich that his is the funk. It really does. It's it's very it, it really I mean, my God, like I mean you've listed them all out. This might be the most Lay Scott film. And yeah, he got to go out in the bang with this one. Doesn't get director credit, but um Maybe he doesn't deserve it for uh, for for what happened with Hillside Cannibals. Oh man! Well, it's nice. It's nice finally being done with Lake Scott. Finally, we're finally on the other side. But yeah, no, it's. Uh, I will say this was probably this was the most entertaining Lake Scott film. I will say that. Really stupid. Would not recommend mm. it. By the way, would you recommend? Oh, this do I recommend this film? Ugh. I'm gonna say no. I think there's I think there's not enough yeah. there really to I recommend watching it. It doesn't go far Definitely enough. Definitely not. All the all the scenes are yeah, just the, no. the ginger it's, and a pot plant are amazing though. I think. It it is it does have some like like funny moments and I did laugh a bit watching it. Um but yeah, there's not quite enough there for me to like just recommend it. But this is Lay Scott's best film and it's not even mm-hmm. his film so 
Um, who, who did direct this oh, movie? Oh, who did? Let me check here. Uh, Justin um, Jones. But this is Lay Scott. Justin Jones. So this is the. I mean, Justin Jones might have been the director, but this is definitely a Lay Scott yeah. film through and through. It reeks of his just him and it's it's definitely the most entertaining lay scott film uh like you listed them all out all of those Uh are pieces of trash unwatchable this one was kind of fun um just for how stupid and do you want to guess and how and how the character is able to immediately figure out that it's pod people but it's too stupid to figure anything else out. Do you want to guess what the tagline for Invasion of the Pod People is, John? Um, they look like people. <laughs> is, that your, is that your final answer? No, it's not. Um, I'm going to say um, the invasion has started. They will replace your body and devour your soul. What's that even really mean? What? Devour what? your soul? They don't do they that. Don't do also, that. this is the unrated version, of course, because yeah, <laughs> they're they're all unrated. <laughs> uh, next week or whenever, uh, we're gonna be watching Universal Soldiers, which looks like a sort of a you know Terminator ripoff. It's a Toy Soldiers ripoff. Toy Soldiers, sure. <laughs> no, it's it's. I'm sure. I'm sure it's a government it's program to create genetically modified super soldiers goes away when the unstable and unstoppable right. lab subjects escape from their maximum security holding cells. Mm, yeah, probably they have very Terminator. Terminator faces of the you know the big red eye on the cover here. Universal Soldiers. So there must have been something that came out that year that has a similar. It might title have been tra- uh, you know Terminators. It's possible. It might have been the Terminator remake. Yeah, you're right. Uh, so, yeah, this is it. It's weird saying goodbye, Lake Scott. This is it. Fire farewell. But but it, but I but I am relieved mm-hmm. to do so. Maybe maybe we'll see you again one day if you ever uh make that that Trump film. <laughs> the Baron Trump, the Chronicles of Baron Trump. Yeah. Is that uh, what it is? or or uh, uh the um. Antifa or the Antifa movie. movie. Here does that. That he obviously that he obviously wants to actually make, but is pretending is just. It's so fucking depressing because he still posts that on Twitter. Yeah. Are you serious? <laughs> it's fucking sad. That's that is. <laughs> Anytime he sees Antifa, and he's, and if there's so any sort pathetic. of Antifa news, he will post his link. And there was a bit of Antifa news in the last like few months, and I was just like, oh hey, they're back, because um, there's that mm. whole Portland thing, and. Oh man, that's so. It's sad. really tragic because you don't get so the excuse that you're fools anymore. He's just like, eh, look guys, look at me. Guys, look at me. I'm owning the libs. <laughs> um, poor guy, he just wants to. If you want to say your farewells to Lake Scott, uh, please tell us. Uh, enter the sign podcast at gmail dot com. Mm-hmm. Or if you want to tell us, uh, you know, why shotguns can only go in four directions. Yeah, could you some if someone could explain that joke to me? Because I, I feel like it's gonna be something really obvious, and I'm gonna be it like, could just oh, been, it could have been duh, the dude just being sarcastic, but I don't know. Because you're a woman. <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised if, like, that was actually, like, there was something going on 
there with that. He's this weird old prospector man who works at a mystical pawn shop. All right, well, this is farewell. Goodbye, Lee Scott, forever, hopefully. Farewell. We won't miss you. I'll miss you a little bit. We'll meet again. Don't know where. Don't know when. But I know we'll meet again some sunny day. Good night, everybody. And goodbye. There are crows, crows, crows in the